Good evening, you are listening to Three Moves Ahead, and I'm your host, Rob Zachney. Tonight, we welcome back game designer Darius Kazami of the Tiny Subversions blog. Darius, thanks for coming back one week later. Good to be back. Uh, we also welcome back to the show our friend and GameSpy editor-in-chief, Dan Stapleton. Dan, welcome back. Thank you, Troy. Uh, sorry, I almost called you Troy. Wow, that was, that was oh, not good. Come on, man. How long <laughs> wow. is it going to take? I think I've I think I've only been on the show once when Troy w- was hosting, so I, you think I would get the hang of it? Okay, thank you, Rob. <laughs> Last week you heard us sing the praises of Jagged Alliance Two, and this week we're going to discuss its modern pseudo remake, uh, Jagged Alliance: Back in Action. So, Dan, we'll start with you because uh, you've just machined through this game, and you recently posted your review to GameSpy. Would it be fair to characterize your feelings as mixed? Uh, yeah, I mean it's it's a game that that I really wanted to like. Um, it is it is you know, along the lines of, of games that I really enjoy. I I actually I do have to confess that I haven't spent a whole lot of time with Jagged Alliance too, but I did listen to your show last week, so I feel like I know it. No, uh, <laughs> I I'm I'm such a you know hardcore XCOM guy that that like when Jagged Alliance two came out, um, or like when when I was told I should play it, I kind of missed it when it came out, but but I was told I should play it, so I went back to try and play it. And I kind of bounced off of it. It's like, oh, this is an XCOM. I, why do I need this? I've got XCOM. It's so, better than XCOM. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, and, you know, a lot, of, a lot of the stuff you guys were talking about last week sounded really great, and I wish they were in this game, um, in, in Jagged Alliance back in action. Because it's, uh, you know, like it, so it has, it has the pause and go combat, which... Um, you know, I have no problem with in in concept. I I really like a lot of pause and go games. I like like Freedom Force is one of my one of my all time favorites. I love that, um, but I just don't think it works here at all. Um, I think there, there's too much micromanagement to to handle in um, in real time with, with this this many characters. Uh, it it just you just trip over yourself, and the AI can't be trusted to carry out its orders. Um, in you know, when you when it gives you all these these tools to plot out your orders, very similar to what Fro- Frozen Synapse does, although not as good an implementation of what Frozen Synapse does, uh, because you can't like drag and drop orders or delete or easily delete them or change them, things like things like that. Um, but the fact that you can't test your orders before you know actually committing to them and and seeing where that takes you makes it very dependent on the AI to to make sure that that goes smoothly, and the AI in this does not. Carry, does not fulfill that function, so you you end you end up having to hold the hand of every character at once. Um, so you're pausing so often that it may as well be turn-based, except it doesn't have any of the benefits of being turn-based. Okay, so how do you mean the AI is the AI is letting it down? Uh, have you have you tried sending two guys through the same door? It's it's they they collide into each other and and get stuck and just stop. And or, or you know they'll they'll just trip over each other basically, um, and the, the, everything is so finicky about about um, about like seeing line of sight and you know when when it can shoot somebody and when it can't that it really requires you to micromanage it in order to be the least bit effective. Yeah, you'll you'll often uh, be in the, the the pause pause and go, and uh, you'll mouse over someone and it says certain to hit, and you go okay great, and they're like right in front of you, and you say okay go hit that person, and then uh, shockingly they go oh I I'm, I don't think I can make this shot. What, yeah. what? You are liars. 
sometimes okay so as far as like sending guys through the door uh, stuff like that doesn't really happen to me because I just know that they, like I just assume like okay it's not good to have two guys going through the door at the same time I don't know I'm I have mixed feelings about it because what's really nice what's really cool about like the frozen synapse system right is yeah watching watching the turn play out simultaneously like clockwork um, whether it turns out to be disaster or not you know everyone hitting hitting their marks and seeing the plan unfold. This this game, yeah, the, you never really get that. Like the the number of times I've really uh, like issued more than one or two orders in the uh, pause and go system, and then let it play out. That happens very rarely. Most of the time, it's like I you know I pause, set some new targets. You know, everyone's going to shoot once, and then I'm going to pause again and set up the next round of shots or movements. Um, which I, I guess does kind of defeat the point. And I was talking to um, you know you and I were talking before the show. Where I'm actually kind of familiar with this from a lot of other war games, like, um, you know, so, so war games I, I really like, like the Octoon Panzer series is basically played out in pause and go, uh, nowhere near as elegant, elegant as this, but I've totally gotten accustomed to that, you know, stop, watch the game for like 10 seconds, and then start it again. <laughs> Um, so at, I mean, at, at that point, at that point, you should just use a, a system like Frozen Synapse, where you know you, you you have to commit to those orders, and then you you don't feel like oh that that didn't happen exactly the way I expected it, so I'm going to pause and delete any orders that I made and then redo it because it's just wasting your time. Yeah, well, Frozen Synapse has the advantage though of knowing there's going to be like well get, like assuming that there should be a human on the other end of the playing. Well, there, there's a single player campaign there. Yeah, but but I mean like. We know where that game's bread is buttered, right? So, so with Frozen Synapse, generally it's cool because somebody else is is executing similarly intricate orders and such. Um, here, boy, I, you know, I'll tell you, the AI doesn't seem the AI seems pretty unambitious uh, when it comes to the <laughs> tactics it's using. It certainly does, and it, I mean, and you know, it it, it compensates for that by throwing just legions of these guys at you. Uh, and you know you, you, your kill ratios are end up being you know more than ten to one in some of the biggest uh, the biggest encounters, uh, it's, and that's assuming you brought a full squad. So it's 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 quantity over quality, and it's not you know obviously not good quality. Going to uh, going to the pause and go system a little bit though. So I'm I'm, I'm cur- I want to talk about how that interacts with uh, the the fog of war or lack thereof. Because uh, because this was one of the one of the most controversial aspects of this new Jagged Alliance was that it eliminated it eliminated fog of war and in Jagged Alliance two, not knowing where people were was a big part of the game. Like night night combat was was hugely different than than combat in the day. Uh, Darius, I know you, I know you haven't gotten too much of a chance to to play a lot of this game, but. Uh, what, what's your reaction to that particular shift away from uh, Jagged Alliance two? I mean, I'm not, I'm not a very big fan. Obviously, I don't, I don't know. Um, it's. What do you think, Rob? <laughs> just, I just, I'm just going to throw this back to you for a second because I'm. I, I can weigh in on that. I mean, oh, I, mean yeah. I, I, I think it's, it's kind of a. I, I know why they did it, or I get why they did it. I think I know why they did it. Okay, why did they do it? Because the maps are so huge that it would take you forever to scout the entire thing and find all these guys. Um, it's, it's already really kind of a, a, a chore to run from one side of the, one of these maps to another with, with a squad. True. You, run out, of, that is you true. run out of stamina just trying to run from one end to the other. Twice. Um, 
and so to to scout the entire thing, to go carefully and and not get yourself shot by the you know somebody who sees you first would take ages. So I get why they did that. Well, no, that's a very astute point. Astute point because one of the leading causes of mercenary death in Jagged Alliance Two was impatience as you were just trying to like bug hunt oh, yeah. the last dude on the map where it's like okay screw it everybody just run like go find this guy <laughs> exactly and that, that happens in xcom as well which yeah, is yeah you would typically you typically scout the whole map like that someone would die and then you'd reload and then actually converge upon that point right and it's it uh it you know there, there was in xcom anyway i would i would sacrifice somebody because in xcom you can sacrifice somebody and have a chance of succeeding uh, just by by you know sending guys out and look looking for that last guy, and that was one, that's one of the most tedious parts of XCOM. Um, and in a in a modern game, it just I don't think that it would have flown. Um, so I, I I understand why they did it, but I think they they could have come up with a better way of of doing that. Like hey, maybe here's an area where there's a guy. Just you know yes. give me a circle on the mini map. Um, right. And in in that way, maybe they wouldn't have sacrificed all of the all of the tension. It's like okay, maybe I know there's somebody here, but I don't know where he is. He could be flanking me. Uh, in in back in action, there is there is no uh, you can never be taken by surprise unless you're just not paying attention. Um, sniping is kind of silly, uh, you know, overpowered in a, in a lot of ways. <laughs> Grenades are ridiculous because you know if, if there's if there's a, a wall or something, I have no way of knowing there's a guy another guy on the other side of. Uh, without fog of war, I I can throw a grenade right at his feet. Uh, I have no business throwing that grenade or knowing exactly where he is. So it it takes a lot of the the realism and tension out of it. Yeah, I think uh, I, I think you hit the nail on the head when you were when you came up with sort of your your idea about why they got rid of the fog of war. But I think you're right as well in your proposed solution. Like a general idea of of enemies in a certain sector would be. I think that would that would solve the problem for me. Yeah, like just some sort of like heat map or something where like you know. Right here, here, here. Here's a danger area, and go be careful over there. Yeah, uh, because we talked a bit about this last week. I mean, what it leads to is is a situation where you are always perfectly in control of of the, you you have perfect initiative. Like, even if the enemy like disengages and redeploys in Jagged Alliance, this was like a tense moment where somebody like would would back off, and now they were you know where were they going? Uh, you know. Were you were you about to like have a Jurassic Park like clever girl type moment? Um, <laughs> here it's like you'll see occasionally you'll see an AI character do that like like they're smart enough to know when they're about to just get their clock cleaned and they're like if I stay here I'm going to get killed so they shift uh, so you can't draw draw beat on them but the problem is when you can see where they've shifted to it's just a matter of like well okay fine now I'm going to step over here and kill you yeah, um, now I'll move that grenade a little bit to the left yeah exactly. Exactly. So I yeah I, I miss the fog of war. It all it also demystifies the AI, and I think you guys were talking about this last week. Is that when you can see everything the AI is doing, you know exactly how stupid it is. Yeah, exactly. You're you're drawing back the curtain, and you can see uh, what's going on. And uh, uh, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't. Uh, there's no mystery anymore to the AI, right? You know that that AI has just been standing there, staring off in space for the last. 10 minutes. Okay, yeah, so. a, great, a great example of that is, is like the original Fear, which is you know, an entirely different genre, but it's, it's often seen as, as having one of the best AIs in a first-person shooter, that, you know, in a single-player first-person shooter, because of the way it appears to coordinate. But it's all smoke and mirrors. If you were to, if you were to see it from a top-down perspective and know what they're doing the whole time, it wouldn't look impressive at all. 
Yeah, I actually, um, uh, I know Jeff Orkin, who was the AI guy on that game. He's a local around here. And um, he was talking about building the AI for that. And he said half the reason why people think the AI is great in, in fear is just because the, um, the units announce what they're going to do before they do it. And that yep. makes them sound like they know what they're going to do. But Give that man a high five for me, by the way. <laughs> I will. Well, and also, you know, with, with fear, fear is very clever. It, it makes sure the AI is the reason. The I think it's one of the reasons fear also features some of the ugliest and most improbable level designs, you know, imaginable, <laughs> is because basically, like the Armacam Technology Corporation has set up their office like a giant paintball arena, uh, and so everyone like moves from cover node to cover node. And uh, so, you know, the AI shifts, shifts around and it looks very cool. And the AI is very carefully kept out of areas where it's just going to get its ass kicked because now it's, its limitations give it nowhere to hide. Whereas Jagged Alliance, you know, Jagged Alliance actually had this, this problem a little bit. Jagged Alliance 2 had this problem a little bit. Uh, but, but this one really has a problem. Uh, in that the AI really like if 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 it's just in the open field, it really has no idea what to do except like charge forward, and uh, you know really just hope for the best. Uh, if it's in a building, it's clever enough to like you know usually they'll, they'll hide, they'll, they'll they'll stay behind cover, they'll, they'll watch the entrances to rooms. But man, if you catch them out in the open, they've just they they just it's like screw it, I don't need cover. I'm just gonna hide <laughs> behind the shrub, and uh, you know catch bullets until I die. Well, the good thing is they're about, or, you know, good for them anyway, they're about ten more where he came from, so he can afford to die stupidly. <laughs> it's one, of, one of his friends is going to get you when, when your guy decides to not do what you told him to. Yeah, I, um, so I, I tried playing, uh, quite, I tried playing back in action, and I'll be honest, I only got about as far as, um, as a Drassen. I'm in Drassen right now, like by the church and stuff, and uh, so I took the airport, but that was about all I managed to do. And uh, mostly because it just made me want to go back and play the original J2. And I was just, so, you know, most of this is going to be me comparing. And just playing through the Drassen Airport in J2, um, uh, I was just, it, it, I was just in a very long, very tense firefight where I felt there was like a siege situation going on. And I was, you know, holding down my, my ground and every... Every couple of squares of uh, of space that I gained on the enemy towards my goal was like a huge thing for me, um, uh, and and this this game it doesn't it doesn't feel like that. I don't get that tension out of firefights. It's um, uh, it does it, it has it is actually a little bit more like Frozen Synapse in that like a firefight is over in an instant rather than in uh, you know twelve turns of grueling back and forth. Um, so it. It feels less like uh, I think Rob had a great point last week when he talked about uh, Jagged Alliance 2's sort of crappy weapons uh, and 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 poor aiming skills, uh, making you feel like you're really um, an insurgent guerrilla fighter. Um, and in this game, uh, you know, I don't know if it's necessarily bad, but it doesn't feel like a Jagged Alliance game because uh, you know combat's just over in a flash, and it's like oh, okay, bam, I. I, I you know, I was the first person to shoot him in the head, and now he's dead. As opposed to, um, as opposed to just volleys of fire going back and forth. I've never really had a scenario like that in back in action so far. Well, I've had I've had a lot of uh, kind of uh, prolonged firefights. It's a, it's a matter of range mostly. But if you get in close, then then you'll you'll take him down pretty quickly. Uh, I I think actually I, I've started playing again just to just to mess around with a few things I didn't play with very much the first time through. Um, 
I'm, I'm not going to keep playing very long, I don't think. But um, <laughs> I have gotten uh, past Drassen and you know in, into uh, into the, you know some of the the other areas, the center center of the map, and uh, I haven't fired a shot. I've been using all melee weapons. And it, yeah, it, I was watching. It's stunningly a, effective. I was watching a Let's Play video today, just just to sort of see other parts of the game that I hadn't gotten to, and the the guy was just going super melee heavy, and it seemed effective. It just kind of run up and bash him with a machete, and they're dead. Yeah, and, and until they get uh, reasonable armor, uh, you know, until you go up against guys with with some kind of armor anyway, uh, it's one hit kills all the way. And so, so it's it's just you know Jack the Ripper all over the place. It just run run up run up to a bunch of guys and stab them, and and then run to the next guy, stab them, stab them, stab them. Like I I can run into a group of like four guys and stab them all to death. So okay, so, so that brings me to something like th- this kind of drives me crazy about this game, is that uh, where 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 melee really jumped the shark for me was uh, so I was going to clear the uh, hillbilly farm uh, west of, <laughs> west of Cambria uh, that you that you uh, officiated a wedding at, I believe, Darius. Mm-hmm. Um, but this time you don't you don't you don't have that option. Like they they there there's no story here. Um, it's it's just you know they're they're, they're a bunch of cannibal hillbillies. Uh, by the way, we really need to stop having so many cannibal hillbillies in games, guys. Like, come on, <laughs> seriously. Um, but anyway, so the thing is, these hillbillies apparently just like to hang out outside their outside their farm, um, wearing full body armor and carrying axes. They, they weren't wearing armor. Oh I, I, yeah, they were. They were shrugging. Man, the, those dudes by the truck were shrugging off rounds. I know. I, I think I've got a, a screenshot of them just wearing flannel shirts. Yeah, uh, you I might could, be wrong. I had I had dudes wearing camo. Really? In the, yeah. in the hillbilly farm. Yes. There were the, there were a couple that were wearing uh, that were wearing flannel that were wearing like hick clothes, but a bunch of them were like wearing. Uh, you know, Oakleys and full camo, and were resisting uh, <laughs> rifle shots. Um, so you, you you basically couldn't shoot them in the body because uh, you were going to do like no damage. Uh, but anyway, so the uh, but so so w- what what drove me crazy though is so I would plan these like we just open up on them and just try to massacre these guys at range, right? And the first shot, you know, these guys all turn. And they just start sprinting at you with these axes, and you're just shooting them. It's like it's like a charging elephant. Like you're just shooting them as fast as you can. They don't they don't slow down. They don't give a shit. And then they walk right <laughs> up in your face. And at this point, your mercs like your mercs have no idea what to do. Like they can't shoot at point blank. They're like, I can't take that shot. And they they can't they can't just like give these guys the butt end of their rifle. Well, they uh, they do. Sometimes I had a, I had a real hard time getting them to like. Do that instead of try to shoot the dude. Right. Um, they, I think they they try and shoot and fail, and then then they resort to the rifle butt, and by that time they're they're dead. dead. Yeah, because <laughs> because the axe is like a one hit kill. Like you know these dudes just swing it and, and they're gone. Um, and I guess that, that's that's a little frustrating. Like I understand it's sort of a it's sort of a you know rock paper scissors type thing where you know it's it's perfectly suited to demolish guys who try to do what I do which is like engage from range um but it it's it's frustrating because you know kind of in a game where the AI has no sense of self preservation <laughs> uh tactics stop making sense real fast like yep. i mean this this is this is a this is a real problem you know when when AI is bad like 
where you're going to have the most trouble is with an AI who just charges in and doesn't care about whether it actually wins. Just wants to like get to you, get to you and mess you up. Which means all these tactics, you know, like you know, pin them down, fix and flank, all that stuff doesn't matter because these guys are going to just charge in until you, until you kill them. Uh, and that happens a lot in, in in back in action where it's just like okay, there's like 50 dudes there, got to get them all. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that that's the, like the best case scenario against against the melee guy because if he comes around the corner um, with with an axe, you've got no chance to shoot him. So if he's charging at you in the open, that that's that's your your best case scenario. But and that, that's something that that bugs me about about melee in a lot of games when a knife is better than a gun at, at close range, like like way way better. Um, and it's it's a necessary balance thing, but it's completely unrealistic because well, even at point blank range, a pistol is going to beat a knife. Well, it's not though. But I mean, the the thing is, like, it, it's not like I, I I know I've heard from enough cops that actually like once you're inside like arm arms re, arms length, uh, the guy with the knife has the advantage. What what bugs me though is. So the range is here. It, it compresses range. Like guys can close in so much faster than it seems like that, that feels right. That, that, that I think that that's kind of the issue is getting to knife range. Uh, there's just you should be able to shoot these guys and bring them down, and you you just can't. Are you shooting for their legs? Um, that's a low percentage shot. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, it's an effective tactic. But at that point, if if you can hit them in the legs, you can hit them in the head. Right. Yeah, it's, it's it's really all about headshots because especially once people get armor, because otherwise you're you're just you know may as well be shooting at a brick wall. Yeah, right. Which which again I remember was you know was was not the case in in JA two. You would uh, a, a totally valid tactic would be to just kind of riddle them with ineffective bullets, but that would reduce their uh, their energy levels, right? And they would be winded, and then all of a sudden you could you know uh, they would they would lose a bunch of action points, and now you had a, an advantage, you know. Yeah, suppression fire, basically. Yeah, ba- yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and that's something that I, I really I really miss in this game. Like characters don't seem to don't seem to freak out. Um, and that's yeah. and and that's something like the the mid battle meltdown in Jagged Alliance Two was an important feature of that game. Like there were times where you're like, okay, things things are going okay, and then your machine gunner is just like, you know, I'm I'm you know I haven't been hit, but I'm kind of scared. And I'm not going to be effective anymore. I'm done. My morale's gone. Can, which reminds me, can we talk about um, what happened to the role-playing elements yes. in this game? Yes, they went away. Yeah, it, I mean, I didn't. I haven't gotten really super far, but uh, from my limited interaction with uh, NPCs in this game, it seems like you just talk to an NPC and they dispense a little a little text cutscene, and that's it. Yeah. Yep. That's the extent of it. Which and there, there are a few like uh, um, you know they'll send you on kind of chest qu- uh, quest chains, but they're not interesting. It's not it's well, it's, it's a, a straight up go find me. Go this here, thing. yeah. Um, and th- right. there, there were there were a couple. There, there was one in particular that that broke for me, um, which was you know find the medical supplies in the in the hospital. Or you know from from the hospital, so I went and found a bunch of medical supplies and brought them back, and they're like, no, you can't. That that's not good enough. Uh, you have to like go to the warehouse where these where this guy used to steal medical supplies and bring them to the hospital and find out why he's not able to do that anymore. And it, it, oh, by the way, uh, all these all these people died because they didn't have medical supplies, even though you brought me medical. I mean, I I don't know, like. So I never did that much role playing in 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 the first game. Like I tended to view it as a. 
as an insurgency strategy game. But Darius, I I I, I gather you you were not pleased <laughs> with uh, with with what's happening with this game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, the you know, like I said last week, the you know, you take a. I thought what was brilliant about the game was you took something like like XCOM and then infuse the characters with just enough personality to make you uh, to really emphasize that emotional connection you had to them. So when you lost a character. You know, you really felt it, and when a character did something cool, you really felt it. And um, and this game kind of just reduces them back to very samey characters with just with just you know different stats. And at this point, it makes me feel like uh, I'd rather just be playing um, you know Frozen Synapse at this point, right? Like like I don't I couldn't care less about the the overall story of this game, and uh, you know the firefights and the pause and go are kind of cool, but you know I might as well just play Frozen Synapse, which is just a, you know, as we all know, just a series of, of you know, squad-based firefights. So this is the weirdest, this is the weirdest thing about this game, and this is, this is I guess, my, the, the source of my confusion. Why do you, why would you remake Jagged Alliance 2 when you so clearly don't want to make Jagged Alliance 2? <laughs> like, 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 I mean, I, I totally say, I totally, you're totally within your rights to, to, break with tradition and reinvent the combat system. But then what I don't get is this, like, okay, but it's got to be a roll cow, and it's got to be the same characters. Except they're not the same characters, because they don't do jack shit. Right. <laughs> I mean, this is... And what's a really interesting contrast, I know this isn't what the, 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 the episode is about, so I won't talk about it too much, but at the same time as this game comes out, um, Jagged Alliance Online is in beta right now. Yep. Um, I don't know, have you, either of you guys played that? No, no, I've seen it at GDC though. Yeah, so um, I played it uh, this this past weekend. In addition to to BIA, and um, uh, it feels much more like Jagged Alliance 2.5. You know, uh, mm-hmm. it it's um it's a it's a new setting, but it's a it's a you know it has it 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 has all the personality not all the personality and it actually fails in a lot of ways but it's like oh yeah here's AIM and like you know Gus Tarballs is giving you the um the 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 tutorial right and he's leading you through your your tutorial mission and um uh AIM headquarters is under fire and you're defending it and things like that um uh, and the, uh, they actually reuse the art and the sounds for the Mercs from uh, JA2. Now, is that um, temporary or? I don't know if that's temporary or not. Because when, um, when I, I saw know, Back in Action, they used the old the old audio. Right at one point, Back in Action used the old art, um, but uh, uh, but you know it really feels like uh, you know you're playing Static and Thor and Spider and all these and all these Mercs from the original game, even in this weird sort of online context. And also the gameplay is much more like the original Jacket Alliance, right? It's it's that it's that turn based. Um, stuff that you uh, you know that you might expect, which again I actually really like the idea of doing a pause and play queuing system, a la Frozen Synapse and any other uh, any other number of war games. But um, uh, Jagged Alliance Online feels more in the spirit of Jagged Alliance, whereas this does not. I don't I don't know. No, no. So what's the what's the what's the idea behind like Jagged Alliance Online though? Like I mean, is going to be one-off battles. Um, it, you know, I. It looks like there's going to be. Uh, it's sort of. It gives you. Um, 
kind of uh, mission chains so uh, for campaigns. So you'll yeah. kind of do a mini campaign in one area, and it's like, okay, this battle, then this battle, then this battle. Um, and it's persistent between battles. Um, so, you know, between battles, you go back to headquarters, and you heal up, and you level up people who need leveling up. And uh, you, you know, since it's an online game, right, this is where you, like, buy stuff at the in-game shop and stuff. So you can spend the free money, or you can spend real dollars, presumably, and, and buy more equipment and that sort of thing, which for me is kind of brilliant because uh, I know that, you know, if I really wanted to take down a mission and I really wanted to, you know, some, some night vision goggles or another pair of, uh, uh, you know, another Kevlar vest, like, I might, I might actually drop some real money on that. <laughs> um, about multiplayer, like, uh, I, I presume that there's actual, like, multiplayer going on as well, but I only played through the tutorial and that was a single player experience and I do know that there are single player maps in the game. Going, moving to the campaign a little bit, um, you know, uh, okay, just, I gotta get this, I gotta get this right out in the open. So the campaign could be fine, whatever, except for the fact that the campaign is entirely about inventory management. Like, I cannot believe, and I, I, I was worried about this when, when I played it, when I, when I played the demo before release, like, I was like, man, I'm, you know, just in, just in the, like, hours so I spent with the game, I was like, man, I'm, I'm spending a lot of time, like, switching gear between mercs and and you know worrying about who's carrying what and like and my god the game is all that you know so 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 dan you specifically cited the the militia system now in jagged alliance 2 all you had to do was like send a good trainer into a town and you would train up militia um but so 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 walk us through like how militia work in this game and uh the inventory the the inventory issues you encountered so what, what, what drove me nuts was that in order to arm militia, and, and I kind of like, the, I like this idea that, okay, I collect guns, and you know, from, the, from the enemy soldiers I kill, I pick those guns up, and then I take them and I give them to the, the, the citizens of the towns that I, that I liberate. So then they fight for me. Great. Um, that's, that's, a, that's a pretty cool mechanic. Two problems with that. Number one... It means that I have. I'm really incentivized to pick up every gun I find, um, because that's <laughs> that's another guy who will fight for me. Um, and so, so I have to spend a lot of time trying to get all of these guns into my inventory. Now, each guy only has four slots for a gun. Uh, you, you can only carry four weapons of any kind: uh, one in your hand and three in your inventory. Um, and so, you have to make sure that you know that's all evenly distributed amongst your guys. Then you have to pick up and drop things as you find better ones, and then you have to make, you know, mule runs to and fro to and from these these towns. On top of that, the, the second thing that's really annoying is you would think that when I want to want to want to go to the, the town and arm it, uh, there there are there's an icon on the map that says how many how many different or how many unarmed guys there are in the town available to to be equipped, and then how many how many are armed. So you would think that I would just be able to go to the town on the on the global map or on the world map, and say, okay, here are some guns, uh, arm those guys. No, you have to go in, like load up the, the the town map, and individually go to each of these guys and hand them a gun, which is just a ridiculous waste of time. Wow! Like, why would you make me do that? That makes no sense whatsoever. Uh, and and besides and also in addition to that, I mean, you, it, it is kind of neat that you can equip these guys almost to the extent that you can you can equip your own guys. Like you can give them armor, but I never once gave them armor because armor is so scarce in the game and can't be repaired. Oh, it's, that I never it's so expensive. 
Right, it's really expensive. I had no, I had no armor to spare whatsoever in the entire game. And even if I did, I wouldn't want to spend all the time to go around and equip these bastards. Yeah, and and, and don't think you'll see that gear again if these assholes get killed, and they will. Right. Uh, wow. Because when they die, they they again randomly drop based on whatever they were carrying. So maybe that gun will reappear. Chances are, maybe. though, a few rounds for the gun you gave them. So your your awesome like FAL rifle, um, just this 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 complete like man killer. Um, it, you know, you give it to your militia, you're like, alright, now you guys are going to hold this mine for me, right? And then you come back, and of course they've lost the mine. And they've also lost all your gear. So it's back to square one while the militia replenishes, and playing this game of like, ah, ah, run run over this guy, okay, what do you got? Alright, here, take this gun. Alright, I'm going to go to that other guy. In, in the Cambria mine, this is, and I, I, I'm, not, I, I'm not exaggerating at all. At the Cambria mine, after defending it like two or three times from counterattacks, I finally amassed like enough gear where I was like ready to start seriously equipping militia. But I had such an inventory problem that I basically started like using every storage area on the map as like a weapons locker. And I had to remember like, okay, was that dumpster full of assault rifles or was it full of medic equipment? Ah, let's go over there. So (laughs) I had my mercs running to these depots, bringing gear back from the combat, depositing it in the appropriate slot, and then sort of, like, looking around the militia, and then running back and forth to the various militia and back to the depots, giving them their gear. Um, And this was, like, to hold one town. Yep. And Cambria gets attacked. It's, It's, like, the only thing that ever gets attacked. Once you take it, that's the only thing they'll ever attack. Uh, they'll still attack the roadblock. Yeah, like if if it's in their way to get to Cambria, they they'll like they'll attack it, but only if it's only if it's like in their path. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it that's it, it's pretty grim, honestly. Um, because yeah, they they do just keep coming back. The other thing is, we you talk about the bad AI. So if you make the mistake of trying to help the militia in a fight, <laughs> if you if you stay apart, if you stay apart and just watch the fight auto resolve. Then the militia might do okay, and they might even hold the town, because huh. it's calculating, like, so you have this number level two mercs based on the gear they've got, this number level three, whatever. And so there's a good chance they'll actually, like, fight effectively and win in auto-resolve. But if you screw up and stupidly try to help, then the the militia is just as dumb as the guys you you usually murder. So you run in there, and the enemies are just, like, sprinting into, you know, in, into the uh, into the town. The militia are completely unresponsive, so they're engaging this, like, mob of enemies one by one and getting shot dead. And you're, like, chasing after the bad guys. Like, no, no, please, pay attention to me. Pay attention to me. Don't kill my militia because I don't want to play inventory management again. (laughs) Um, And so I will have guys, like, just spray machine gun fire over the heads of the enemies hoping to pull them. Um, Which is, I mean, this is a game that involves a lot of pulling like it's 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 like old school everquest okay you're just like you run up to dudes you take a shot at them and then you just bring them out in a chain yeah i mean that's that's been my primary tactic so far and again the only reason you can do that is because there's no fog of war right you know where they are well and and there's no and there's no and the enemies are completely unaware the the detection radius for for enemy troops to be disturbed by anything happening is ridiculously narrow and kind of context-free. Like, I've had sentries step over corpses 
<laughs> and not really like, huh, these three guys are dead. Well, it's probably fine. Yeah. And just continue yeah. their patrol. Yeah, they so, trip over each other to run into into machine gun fire too. They trip over corpses rather. Like if you if you mow down three guys that have walked around a corner, the fourth guy will will just do the make the exact same mistake. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which it, it gets pretty bleak uh, because and this is the thing I've seen I've seen reviews saying like, well, stealth has improved in this game in some ways. But oh god, I, I hate stealth. I could I could never make stealth work. Well, I I just never quite saw the point in it. Because yeah. it, I never felt like I, I always I never felt like it was giving me enough of an advantage to make it worth like risking having a dude sneak up to someone and get murdered point blank. So I mean, why not just sit you know fifty yards away and pull them out like two or three guys at a time? With, with yeah. stealth though, like and tell tell me if you, if you had any more luck with this, but like I would I would have a guy like with a high stealth rating go prone, so he's making no noise. He's behind a wall, like there's a wall between him and the and the enemy. And so he'd be like crawling past a, a window or something, you know, on on all fours. And the the guy in the in the building would, I guess, hear him or smell him or something. But he, I would watch him track his gun track exactly where my guy is. Oh man! And that happens every time, even <laughs> with a, with, a, with a stealth character. And maybe it's because I didn't have a high camouflage rating for that particular right. environment. Yeah, but yeah. I, I, that's really, that's I, a weird I, thing about this game is the their like extremely detailed camo system. Yeah, is anybody going to take the time to equip their their soldier? With a, a, like carry around a different set of of clothes for every different environment, God, that uh, yeah. it's so not worth it. And cam- and I understand what they're trying to do. Camo was actually a really important thing to have in the original game. Like sometimes that would you know decide a battle for me um, is whether I was able to get all of my uh, my 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 people in camo. But uh, this is taking it a little too far. Yeah, there there are like five different kinds of camo, or four or five different yep. kinds. And yeah. And different different articles of clothing have different camo ratings for different environments. Right. No, no, not going to do it. Right, but then it all gets destroyed anyway, cause, and it's the one thing you can't repair. Guns are fine, you can repair any gun. But yeah, the, the camo, the armor, it all just gets shot up, so you're carefully composed, like, all right, this guy's a jungle warrior. He's the, he's the predator. <laughs> and you know, suddenly it's like, well, he got shot at, and now he doesn't have a shirt, basically, or armor. <laughs> so he's going to borrow one from this corpse. And uh, well, now he's a jungle warrior wearing a, a, a pair of white pants. Um, he's and, getting and, and boat shoes. Yeah, he's wearing flats. <laughs> oh, and did did you guys notice how every single gun, whether it's the the uh, Drunganov sniper rifle or the the you know snub sub nose pistol with you know r- completely damaged, barely working, uh, has one hundred percent accuracy? I didn't. Okay, so I was wondering about that. Like, so accuracy, hundred percent. What does that mean? Apparently nothing. Apparently, I mean, because obviously as, as a, there is a difference in, in the accuracy of it because, you, you know, a sniper rifle is more accurate. But, there is, but it doesn't tell you that. It doesn't tell you how much more accurate it is. It doesn't, it doesn't, it, it, ah, drove me nuts. And yet. And, and you know, to, to be fair, though, like I, I do really enjoy the ability to, to go in and, and micromanage what my troops are carrying, what they're, what they're wearing. Like I, I like I like ammo management. I like that kind of stuff. Uh, but this one just creates too much extra busy work, stuff that you have to do for no reason. Yeah, and and that's the thing. And and what's what's really striking to me is, 
you know, so so going back to the inventory management and like repairing gear and crap like that, Darius, am I hallucinating with this? But couldn't you transfer items between mercs and repair stuff like on the strategy map, like yeah, just tossing it between portraits, basically? Yeah, absolutely. can't do that here. <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah, your your guys don't even reload between battles. No. That's... <laughs> There were well, a bunch they, of really, they never did, but really frustrating times though when I would when I would uh, I would load into a battle and I say okay there are guys right there and oh I didn't reload before I left the last map so my guns are all empty oh and the reason you didn't reload by the way is because the dude was carrying a weapon that he was going to give to a militiaman but somebody else had to repair it and you can't repair it unless somebody is holding it in his hands so when you gave it away the militiaman and you pulled out your main gun you just didn't load it. The guy just didn't load it. So your stupid inventory system, like, which defaults when you sw- when you swap weapons, the new weapon you swap in is unloaded. You know, oh, hey. just like just like real commandos do when they've got their assault <laughs> rifle and their unloaded pistol. So that if they well, I mean, I, I get I get why they do that too. It's it's to to make it so that you, so that you know if there's a penalty for switching weapons, um, otherwise you know you, you've got you could effectively be wielding four weapons. Uh, because there, there's no, there's still swap time. You could you could do that, but it, but the way this thing handles swap time is to to make you reload that weapon. So it's 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 a, it's it's a stand-in for that. Um, but here's here's one thing. Uh, speaking of the UI, did why is it that the health bar is green and the and the energy bar is red? Oh, yeah. is it me or I'm... does that fly in the face of twenty years of UI design? Yeah, in the original game, the the health was red and the energy was green and morale in was the, blue. In the original yeah. game and every other game ever. Right, right. What are you thinking? I mean, and, and you know, it's like obviously, you know, colorblind people have this problem all the time. I'm sure. And you right. just okay, the the health bar is the one on the left, and the energy bar is the one on the uh, you know the next one. But and that's that's how I I learned to look at it. But. Having played every other game in history, or you know, a, a big chunk of them, yeah, I, and I mean, then I look at the UI and it's like, oh, how much health does this guy have? Red bar. Oh, he's got full health. Oh wait, no, no, he's actually yeah, almost dead. It's like painting a stop sign green and wondering why people are having like four way collisions in an intersection. Like, I mean, you you don't just get to like make this new rule. Like, like <laughs> I. I, I do want to talk about yeah, cool. uh, the health system a little bit, which is vastly different from the original as well. I mean, in in this game, it's much of a, much more of an action game type health system where you know you apply bandages to the person and they're all of a sudden better. And people don't actually, near as I can tell, mercs don't actually die like your own oh, mercs. You can they do because I yeah. I've been able to. Re- no, I guess I've just seen them get knocked unconscious, and then I can always revive them if I have a medic on. Right. Hand. Whereas Jagged right. Alliance Two is like somebody who gets shot in the head, and that was it. Game over. Right. I mean, okay. their head exploded. Like, okay, you can't like you can't bandage that up. Right. So so um, you, um, your guys never die like from from a one shot kill. They'll go down, but they never die from that. But if you don't reach them in time to heal them. They will die. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That. Yes. I. Yeah. I gathered that was the scenario. It's. I. I, I don't know if I like it or hate it. I actually. I think it's much more forgiving than the original system. It's. It's very. Is. It's very forgiving. But it, like, if if you're me- if you only have one medic in your squad and that's the guy that goes down, he's dead. Yeah. And so is everyone yeah, who goes true. down after that. Um, because you can't. You can't heal them. And uh, and that's that's another thing that I really take issue with in, in this game, and this may as well ap- uh, apply as well to Jagged Alliance 2, which I uh, again I haven't really played enough, 
but you cannot uh, really continue if you lose a guy in the first hour or two or you know or three uh, because you don't have enough money to hire a replacement for a, yeah. a lost guy and money is, is kind of hard to come by in the beginning and Mercs ain't, ain't cheap so yeah. if, if somebody goes down you have to reload yeah that is and that is from the original that actually that actually ties in a little bit to what I was talking about with Rob earlier which is um, uh, in this game uh, I've I found that I was only able to hire two mercs at the beginning, or I got myself into a situation where I was only able to have two mercs because I hired someone, you know, I like, okay, I want to hire one good, fairly good person and then three, you know, cheapos, right? And I'll have four mercs and I'll be okay. Um, and I looked at their prices and I said, okay, so first I'll hire the expensive guy. And he said, okay, great. And then I tried to hire the cheapos and they all started refusing because I didn't have enough reputation. And I'm sort of like, you're the cheapest merc in the whole in the barrel. <laughs> like, why are you refusing me because I don't have a reputation? Like, you barely fired a gun. Um, and uh, and so, in the end, there was only one other person who would who I had enough money left to buy who would also deign to work for me. Um, so, I ended up... I, I'm actually... The, the game that I'm playing through right now, I have two mercs, and I'm trying to make it through, you know, Drassen in the airport and stuff. Yeah, I ended but, up having but, to start with two as well. Yeah, I, I started with three because because I, I was able to hire like three low end guys. Um, but the the thing that like I, I really like a permadeath system. Like you know that's one of my favorite things about XCOM is that these right. guys are disposable. They can die. I can get attached to them and then lose them. And but I you know that that loss means nothing if I if I have to reload and in order to continue playing because. Like in, in XCOM, I lose my favorite soldier. I, I you know, if I, if I am if I am you know just heartbroken about it, yeah, I'll reload and you know carry on that way. It was like, ooh, good thing I didn't lose him. But if I if I'm playing the you know the the best way to play, which is you know Iron Man, don't reload. Uh, I remember I lost that guy, and man, that that sucked. And but you know I I am I am more determined for for having lost him. You know, it's it's a it becomes a battle cry. Um, and and that makes the game more interesting, but if if I'm going to have to restart the game uh, if somebody dies, why even have that permadeath system? Just you know, automatically restart it for me if that's how it's going to be. Well, well, right. And so with Giant Alliance two, there were a fair number of mercs in that game, right? Like one, once the bumbling dudes merc showed up, yeah, you had a lot of red shirts you could bring on who, if yes. you took care of them, might eventually be okay. But here, I mean, so I'm like I'm like 20 hours in, and the only mercs are the ones you st- you start with for for selection. Did did uh, did any additional mercs show up in your playthrough? Nope. Okay, so it's only people you can hire on the map. Well, that yeah, it's it's the those people the people in the uh, in the uh, aim system, and then also there are there are a few that you come across in towns right. that you can hire. It just—it really does discourage like losing any of these characters. Um, the, the other, and thing- it's not—it's not even a matter of like I didn't burn through half of them, you know. But it's—it's it's a matter of you don't have enough money to hire a new one because they're expensive. So you will have it shows to- up at a trickle. Right, money, yeah. money, money in the in the first half of the game is really scarce. Yeah, uh, you don't have enough money to to buy armor for your troops, much less hire new ones. Right, and- so uh, there's 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 no way to continue. And, there, and there's a weird economy here. Like, one of the things I really enjoyed about Jagged Alliance 2 
is is Darius. I, I thought it had like a really good economy in some ways. Like your Mercs, you were, they were always on contract. Like they were going to leave unless you renewed their contract, and they would change it to reflect their stats. Um, and so you know when you first captured your first mine, you were making a lot of money, and it felt like a lot of money. But and then, then the mine ran out. <laughs> yeah, the, the 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 mine would run out, or was it was it a guaranteed thing it would run out? Because some of yeah, these were... would just go on and on and on and supply me money. Other times it would be like, hey, sorry, we're running low. I mean, I, 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 I think they all were actually on timers. Like, there was only a certain amount of money that you could get from each one. But, oh. but maybe not. But <laughs> you, you, were always, you always had to be you always had to be concerned about, like, making sure that you could keep your, your mercs on payroll. That you could, you know, afford the equipment that you were going to need. Uh, you need to worry about all this stuff. Here, mercs, you buy them, and you've just got them. Like, you got a merc who's, like, been fighting a jungle war for, like, three months for, like, $10,000. Yeah. And it's... Yeah. But in exchange for that, it barely gives you any money. But then it's like, okay, but armor is the most expensive thing. Kevlar, turns out, is woven gold. And uni- <laughs> woven gold and unicorn hair uh, is, is, is what a Kevlar vest is apparently made out of. Yeah, I don't know. It's just it. There's just so much here that doesn't make sense, because uh, it just it's like there's all these like holdovers from Jagged Alliance Two, and I don't know what they're doing there because it's not Jagged Alliance Two, and it clearly doesn't really try to be Jagged Alliance Two except for these weird, awkward homages, know. almost. Yeah, um, which I just I I don't quite get it. That's, it's, yeah, it's it's a really strange animal, and you know, all things considered, I I you know I I can't say I didn't have some fun playing it, but for every hour of fun, there were probably two of frustration. Yeah, so for me, it was the opposite. For me, it was like for every hour of fun, it was probably a half hour of tedious crap. But neither of those is a good ratio, and that's that's kind of my difficulty with the game. Is I when, when I'm having fun, so so I, I just had um. I just had a really cool, uh, you know, I was, I was battling in Cambria University, uh, going room to room fighting, um, and that was pretty damn tense. Like my guys were popping smoke to, uh, you know, so that they could cover as they were crossing crossing a hallway and like setting up a firing line, uh, tossing grenades right and left, using flashbangs, gas grenades. Um, it was just this really tense, like room by room fight that really I thought made wonderful use of the pause and go system because all these things were now being carefully coordinated and it was like this is what this game is about and this is where it's really at its best is your guys are like this elite strike force kicking ass taking names and if the game were just like more of that I'd be a lot happier but eventually that fight ends and then it's like okay now defend this location 50 times from the same like half dozen guys who are going to come try to take it back (laughs) Yeah, and then, and then while you're doing that, go and gather all the weapons and ammo you can, and give it to your militia guys who are wandering the map uh, at random. Well, fortunately, they don't need ammo. Yeah, they, like, yeah, thank God. God I, 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 yeah, I would murder someone uh, if that <laughs> if that were the case. Uh, I also wish they would take your, uh, take. Uh, Kevlar pants, if you have them, like kind of wish. Yeah, you could... for some reason, uh, the the militia guys don't wear pants. Yeah, they're they're running around pantsless. I they guess. just they just need vests, which is convenient because vests are, of course, the most expensive type of armor. And like, I I get 
pants dropped all the time off of dead yep. guys, hardly ever vests. Yeah, probably because he shot through it. But yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. no, I was doing headshots all the time, pretty much in the later game. Yeah, and uh, still hardly ever got a, a vest. Oh, uh, one question about Dragon Alliance too: it, Does it have a what you see is what you get loot system, or is it is it like this one where it's a kind of a random thing? Um, it's uh, it's definitely what you see is what you get. Like uh, now, sometimes you um, you know, you'll see a guy with uh, with uh, say uh, uh, an AK forty seven, and you'll drop him, and then there won't be an AK forty seven. Um, but he'll never drop a gun that he wasn't using. Right, and, and that's that's the same with, with back in action. Um, but it, I don't know, it, it drives me nuts uh, to to kill a guy. It's like, okay, this guy is, is giving me a hard time because he's got this great weapon. I'm going to kill him, I'm going to take that weapon. And then I don't get that weapon. It's like, take that accomplishment. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's like, okay, I, I get some, sometimes maybe that weapon is destroyed. Uh, fine, that that's a bummer. You know, have, have that weapon with like a, a zero, uh, you know, repair ability, or repairability rating or something. So it's like maybe it's damaged beyond repair. But come on, <laughs> that's that's that really destroys my my sense of, of reward. And that's that's one thing I, I love about about uh, the original Fallout games and you know the, the the new Fallout games as well. To have you know what you see is what you get. Uh, somebody's giving you a hard time, you kill him, you get that thing he's got. That guy's got a hat right. that you like. I'm gonna take that hat. Um, and then this one, I, I, I don't find it nearly as rewarding. And obviously, the economy has to change uh, in order to accommodate that. But uh, but I, I I really dig that, especially especially when a game is this much about inventory. Don't take things away from me. I don't know. I mean, so as we as we come to the end here, I, I, you know, mixed feelings because we we've really, I mean, we've been really hard on this game, and I, and I feel <laughs> like I mean, really, I mean, really hard. I don't know. This is this is one of the t- this is one of the toughest things to to get across, and I, I struggle with it as a reviewer too. It's like, you know, there's there's a lot I like here, and for the for the first week I was playing the game, you know, I, you know, I was on Twitter being like, oh man, this totally rad thing just happened. Uh, you know, sort of the cool sort of like stories that come out of Jagged Alliance too, right? Like, you know, the the last minute you know save from your from your shotgun dude, uh, the epic grenade toss. Um, you know stuff like that. It, it's a lot of fun. I, I'm glad to have that back. Um, and I was I was really enjoying. I was re- I really enjoyed like large portions of this game. But man, it just this is. I mean, it, it's. I just really struggle with how how ha- how cheerfully this game wastes your time. <laughs> yeah, I, and you know, I, I I totally echo that. In in that, uh, it it's a game that I want to like. It's a game that that. Uh, by all rights, I should like, but it goes way out of its way to make sure that I don't. Um, you know, it, it's like, ah, oh man, I, I, when I was writing the review, and, and this was a, a tough review to write because uh, I had spent so much time with it, and like, there, there are so many parts of it that I do like, uh, but uh, like, as, as I was writing down everything and, and then came time to, to you know, give it the score, you know, I, was, I, was, I was thinking I was going to give it, Two and a half out of five instead of instead of I ended up giving it two out of out of five because it it just it was so hard on me <laughs> you know it it uh, it really frustrated me more than than any game should. So Darius, yeah. you're probably fired up to complete it, right? Uh, you know, I'm. Uh, this is one of those so close and yet so far scenarios. You know, I love the idea of the pause and go combat for Jagged Alliance game. Um, when it works, it you know, and I can set up 
two mercs to kind of open up fire on one person at the same time, like, it's a beautiful thing, um, but it doesn't work very often. Um, and, uh, and then just some, you know, inexplicable things like lack of fog of war and um, the just removing all the sort of personality and RPG elements from the game. Uh, just, you know, I, I, I can't, uh, uh, I can't say I, I'm loving it. I'll probably continue to play for a while uh, until I get bored with it. I don't know how long that's going to be, but uh, uh, it's just, it's not, it's not quite there. And I have JA2 sitting on my hard drive, so. <laughs> You know, I, I don't think it's fair to say it completely removes the personality. I mean, it's, it's got it's got some flavor dialogue, you know, uh, lines of dialogue that they'll speak, um, and they do they are aware of who else is in the squad, and they will recycle the same complaint about who. Like I, I had, I think Red <laughs> and Buns in the same squad for most of the game, um, and like every time I started a mission, Red would say, uh, you know, I I don't like women in combat, and especially but would one of them quit? No. They, they, uh, it's, it's just flavor, um, and they, they do have some, some neat little pieces of personality in, in the game world itself, where, uh, you know, you'll, you'll, like some of the items are, are pretty funny, like they have funny descriptions, um, and just, just you know, little, little tiny bits of entertainment in there. That so it's not a, a completely played straight, uh, flavorless world, but it's nowhere near the, the Jagged Alliance two world that you guys described in the last podcast. Um, now I, I do, and you know, on, on the note of giving it its due, I want to read a, a comment that somebody posted on my on my review, which is every everything this reviewer has said is absolutely true, and not all that is to be said about this game on both the frustratingly annoying or downright game breaking side of things. Uh, but I've still put close to eighty hours into it. Are you a patient man? Can you handle frustration well? Do you enjoy being in complete control of everything? then this game will keep you occupied and gloriously entertained for fucking hours and hours. Give it a shot. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think that's fair. I think that, and that, that is uh, Lazarus 4, by the way, <laughs> just to attribute it. But it's, uh, you know, I, I think that that's fair. And it, it, is a, it is a very, very flawed game, but for a certain kind of person, it'll really kind of suck you in and you'll get, you'll get enjoyment out of it. Uh, that about does it for tonight's show. And in a moment, I'm, I'm going to ask you both... Uh, what would be the the one thing if you if you fix like one thing about this game? What would be what would be the thing that would sort of turn things around? But I'd like to thank uh, both of you, Dan and Darius, for making the time to talk about back in action. Uh, and as always, my thanks go out to our producer Michael Hermes for putting this together. Uh, one last point of interest: uh, you've probably heard, but our friends from the Idle Thumbs podcast recently launched Kickstarter project to bring Idle Thumbs back and put it on a sustainable footing. Uh, if you haven't already, I highly recommend checking out what they're doing and uh, perhaps becoming a backer. Uh, don't worry, Double Fine will have enough money. Uh, they won't miss yours. You can you can spend that on other things now. Uh, so so give give Idle Thumbs a look. Dan, with with a touch of your magic wand. How do you make how do you make uh, back in action a better game? Uh, if it's just one thing, I yes. would say that the thing that would that would resolve the most of my frustrating moments and like frustrating instances where a merc got killed when he shouldn't have, uh, fix the line of sight system for God's sake. Uh, like if if it looks like I should be able to shoot somebody through a window, let me shoot somebody through that window. Uh, it, it, there was just way, way, way too many times when when it looked like I should be able to shoot somebody and I couldn't, and then they could shoot me. Uh, it, it drove me absolutely nuts and caused me to shout things at my monitor. Uh, 
that 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 is probably it. Um, and you know, if if I can do bigger things, then yeah, add the personality and, and stuff back in. But but if I can, I can just change one little aspect of it, yeah. Darius. Yeah, mine would be I guess would include uh, would include that, but uh, would be a little bit bigger. And I would I would I actually like the suggestion of having a frozen synapse style sort of preview for my uh, uh, for my pause and go moves. So I could at least confirm that what was going to happen was exactly what I didn't want to happen, uh, and then, you know, at least fiddle with the orders to make sure that something uh, more, uh, more to my liking would occur. So um, yeah, I would I would like a like a like an order preview system because uh, even though I I really dislike the lack of fog of war, I'd rather play a tightly executed game without fog of war than uh, a frustrating to control mess that has it. So for me, I think it would be. For me, I think it would bring back the economy of Jagged Alliance Two. I think for me that would fix. It, I mean, it would it would leave in place. You know, I mean, you'd still be stuck with that awful inventory system and the way militia work and everything. But I think one of the reasons it's so profoundly unrewarding to be running around gathering all this crap and handing out to militia, and um, you know, basically like basically collecting all this trash from the battlefield uh is that really there's 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 no payoff to it like there there's no reason you should be so thrifty because once you have your mercs and your, your weapons like you don't have any other expenses like all your like the money all it does is function as a timer before you can get another merc or buy some new armor so it's just like wait 3 days you know throw off a few counterattacks and then you know get a new merc uh I think that stuff would be it would still be annoying, but I think there'd be a lot more like a uh, sustained interest in bothering with all that stuff if only there were sort of this strategy element where you're thinking where, where you're worried about like being able to keep paying all your mercs, uh, you know, in a di- and and buying new gear in a di- you know instead of just sort of instead of using the money basically as like a gate a progress gate. So you, you want to actually run a, a mercenary company, not not uh, not just uh, you know buy people. Yeah, I, I mean, I yeah, I mean that's that that was the that was the first game uh, that was Jagged Alliance two, and I, I think it worked really well. I think it it gave that it gave that strategic level um, a coherence that I think this one just doesn't that doesn't quite have, um, and I and I think it's the poorer for it. I'm. Now I remember uh, when I when I saw the game in in a preview they they were toying around the idea of doing expansions, um, you know, other campaigns, other settings, and and I think that's a great idea, but man, these these issues have to be fixed before anything else happens. Like you know, if you're gonna make if you're gonna make another entry in this series or something, like the stuff needs to be addressed. And I think that would be one of them. Is why play why play strategic element when there's nothing really to do there except wait it out. So use caution if you're considering picking up back in action. And remember, Jagged Alliance 2 is never far away. It's on good old games, and it's still awesome. Uh, anyway, say goodnight, everybody. Goodnight, everybody. <laughs>